Not today. <laughs> and the look on his face was just fear every time. Like, because you're in the shower, you got no clothes on. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell is he going to do? I got no defenses here. <laughs> I love that. It was like, it was just so optimum. <laughs> And I think that's, that's, I think, where my dad got the sadist things okay. from. It's like going, when I realized some of these behaviors of stuff, then I probably had been doing that all from when I was okay. little, okay. too. Okay. right, right. And, and he, would be, he would always be like, then he would say, you had to be the hero, didn't you? What does that mean? I don't know. I <laughs> still don't really hero. know that one. <laughs> you had to be the hero. So you didn't like when people stood up or stood above other people or, or brought attention to themselves? Well, I think, I think that it, it's, I was just, I was... My dad was probably a pretty quiet kid. Yeah. And I was out of control. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like, look what I got here. Oh, my God. Right. I had to make him feel uncomfortable. My dad was kind of that way, too. Like, right. <laughs> you and I are probably similar. We were, we were pretty um, bold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember one time my dad was so mad at me, and he punches me in the arm. <laughs> and I just go, like, oh, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> oh, God, he was so <laughs> mad at me. That was, that was probably tough for him because as a dad, you know, it's kind of a trip when your kids become adults. Oh, yeah. And, and the thing, too, I think that when you don't really understand, and it's weird, my dad's 85 now, and That's so just killer. over the last... That's so awesome. I don't know, last five years or something, my, my dad all of a sudden got a new respect for me because it's, you know, he was in the insurance and banking business. Okay and very conservative okay and i was just a wild card he was a safe guy and you were, a oh, you were a i risk was a taker. risk taker in everything and and he and he he knew enough my parents knew enough to go well we better just give him some room you know hopefully right. he don't end up in jail <laughs> which we were close i mean when i moved to la one of the big things was i was like either i'm going to go in the service or I'm going to get out of this town somewhere, or I'm going to be in jail. What year was that? Uh, in the, like, 83. Oh. I moved here in 84. You were young. I moved here when I was 22. Yeah, you were young. Yeah. But it, it was like I was already, I was too comfortable in my environment. Where were you, where did you live before? Where did you guys, where was your dad? I'm from Long Island, Long Island, okay. New York. Okay. You know, and that's, that's basically, coming out to the West Coast, I had a girlfriend who uh, worked at the airport. One day they said, oh, we're opening up a branch at LAX. Would any of you be interested in, you know, working out there? And she came home and they asked us if we wanted to go and I was like, tell them yes. <laughs> it's like within two weeks I was out what is here it, what, what is it about the, because I'm from California, so what is it about the California thing? What is that? I hear that every day of my life. Well, if you don't live in California, you're not from here, this is where the entertainment industry is. This is where the stuff you see on TV, this is the movies, this is all media, is all the music business. Everything's out here. So when you go and you're at any part of the country, it's like you're looking at California and the beaches and this stuff and there's this ideal view of it as, wow, that's where the stars are. There's, there's gold in the streets there in California. Sure, sure. You know, that's where you go if you're gonna okay. go and make it. Okay. That's the place to be to do that. Okay. And so, I mean, you, everybody, you know, most people, they, they look at it that way. Okay. And so, you know, and Was I... Was that can, your experience when you came? Did you feel that, yeah, this is... It, it lived up to what you thought? Yes and no. I mean, there is definitely truths <clears throat> to it. I mean, still, you know, 35 years later, I look and I go... 
even though there's like a lot of pluses and minuses either way, there's a lot of things going on here in a small area. You know, so like when I was making drums and being out here compared to being on Long Island, you know, going, okay, what do I have a choice? I'm looking for parts or different things. There's really not that many choices, a place to go. I came out here, oh my God, all these different surplus stores and this and that, everything okay. under the sun. You had more choices. And so many choices of everything. Right. That it's like going, there is so much here and it could eat you up. You know, you think of all the people, I mean, I know tons of them who moved out to California and California ate them up and they ended up going back home. How did it eat them up? Like, what did it do? It's because I think they had an expectation that they were going to go and become something. Okay. And then it doesn't happen that it's like you don't just go and knock on the door and now you're a star. Or they say, hey, yeah, yeah, we've been waiting for you. Right. You actually got to do a lot of fucking work yes. still. And it takes time to do it. Doesn't yes. mean that sometimes people don't get a lucky break. That does happen it sometimes. Does happen. Yeah. But it's not all that easy and you got to have some balls to play the game mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's like if you if you're gonna have a, a thin skin don't even bother mm -hmm. you know it's just it's too easy if you're gonna get your feelings hurt and all this stuff forget it this is not the place be to be difficult. because it's like this is the and, and I'm from New York and New Yorkers are just I moved from New York because it was making drums back there no one would give me the time of day and I had basically cursed out all the music store owners <laughs> so I didn't even have it it's like going they, you know they wouldn't I was just I get to the point I'm going God I, all I'm doing is just be courteous to me I'm right. doing some shit, I'm coming in, hey, here's a new thing I did, and, and then you're treating me like I'm some loser idiot, like, get out of here, kid, you bother me. Because you're not some part of the machine? Yeah, because you're not anybody, you're just some local kid here is, who's making some shit in his garage. And I was like, all right, well, fuck all of you. Yeah. Next thing you knew it, I was selling to all those people. Yeah. They were coming to my booth at NAMM. Yeah. And they, they would, a lot of them, like Long Island Drum Center, didn't even want to show their face because they were such douchebags to me. Yeah. You know, back then, I'm like, you know what? You guys could have just been nice. It's lack of vision, isn't it? Just everybody, it's control. I think people have control issues. I want to be over you. Okay. It's like, I'm not trying to be over you. Right. Why can't we just meet on a level playing ground? Why right. does it got to be that, hey, you're going to dictate how it goes and I'm going to listen? Right. No, that's not the way so that it's it a power, goes. It's a power thing. It's a power trip. Everybody's on their own power trip because, usually because they are insecure. Yeah. So they're so insecure that they got to go and utilize that insecurity by turning it the other way around to be over someone else. Right. It's like, and that's why you see so many people who want to go and they want to take down other people so they feel better about themselves because they're such a friggin' loser that they, it's like going, hey, I can't look in the mirror unless I'm doing negative things to other people that's ruining their game, right. even though it doesn't even help me at all. Right. It's like, well, why would you do shit like that? Yeah. Maybe because you're a fucking asshole. Right. So they, they have to have that on another person to feel... More uh, so, like something better something about themselves. Yeah. They got to feel better about themselves. Yeah. Hey, if I could go and make you feel like shit, or I take business away from you, or I do this thing to hurt you, yeah. then it's just like, <laughs> I've right. got some power over somebody. It's like, right. well, I, you know, I could understand that if you have something to gain. Yeah. If you got something to gain and you're looking to go and throw dirt at me because yeah. you're going to win something, uh -huh. but you don't win anything. Right. There is no winning hand that you have. Yeah. Now, what is it like now, days? With does that company exist anymore? 
What's that? Long Island. Um, oh, yeah. They're still around. They used to have a lot of stores in Long Island. They had six or eight stores. I think they got two now. What's, what is the prospect for all that? You know, I've been hearing year after year about the demise of Guitar Center and, you know, and what DW bought portions of what? Gretsch. Uh, and Fender and... Yeah, I don't know. The, the whole DW thing, I've heard a lot of different things. Yeah, and I don't, not that we, I don't know that we want to go and say this, but it's like just the no. fact that... Well, don't uh, say anything you don't want to say. Okay. Just, you don't have to say names. I'm just saying, I'm just talking about the music industry Well, okay, in here, general. this, this like, I want to say, on? well, I mean, here's what I'll say, and, and DW comes into play with this, is that there is a certain business model that's been adhered to. It's the, the Bain Capital business model. What does that mean? It's basically a company who has gotten to a certain level that they're big, but they've gotten themselves into some financial problems because they've gotten too big. Okay. So, so that now, can happen. You make a lot of money and it can, you can now you spend as much money as you're making. Yeah, because what? now all of a sudden you've built your business so big, so now your expenses are this much okay. bigger. But you still got sales and revenue that are up high. Okay. So now you're going, well, you know what? We're, we're having a hard time keeping our business going because you've grown it to this certain level. Okay. So then all of a sudden they get an investment capital. Which means? Which means they don't own the company anymore. Oh. So now you've got a banking firm owning the company oh. and what it does. And they give you a bunch of and money. And what it does, so they make decisions? They, now they, and they, and they saddled you with more debt. So in the beginning part, it's all great. We can go and do things for a while. Give it a year or two in. Now your business is all in debt. Mm. to this this banker company mm. who put the money in. Yeah. I've watched it go on with KMC, Cayman. That's what happened. Watch it go a huge on company. Watch it go on with Fender yes. and Gibson and Guitar Center. Yeah. And now I DW. knew that was happening in Guitar Center. I didn't know that I didn't know that other companies did that same It's all the same thing because guess what? The guys that are at the top, they already see that that going, hey, wait a minute, you know, they're the guys making the bigger salary. If I could still make my bigger salary yeah. and get a payout yeah. and work for the company, I have no risk anymore. Okay. I get this decent paycheck. Yep. I don't have to worry about how things are going to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing good. So it's like going now, it's like, so to the guys at the top of the ladder, yeah. you know, the guy who owns Guitar Center or the, those people, they all make out real well. Right. They don't really care what happens to the company after that because they're out. Uh, the, the whole thing of who owns them. So they're protected. Yeah, they're protected. Okay. But the, the trust of people who started that business aren't in charge anymore. Yes. Now the bean counters are in charge. Okay. And they're going to tell you what to do. And that's what's going on with DW now. I didn't know that. DW got a big infusion of money through all that stuff, and it's like going, so it's like they took on all these lines. It's interesting to see that they took on all these lines. They didn't have them for very long before they kind of got rid of them. Yeah. So, well, why I would I wonder that, how they afforded to buy them. So that you're saying that's Well, because they got this influx of money. Mm. So when they did that, they got those companies out of steel because those companies weren't making a profit. So when you have a company that has, just to keep the company in business, you have expenses. Yeah. So they're taking on expenses. You're not necessarily taking on assets. Mm -hmm. You're taking on expenses that you hope will be assets. Yes. But there's a reason why they're selling it so cheap. Because they weren't able to use their business model to be making money like they used to. That's why it was going for a song. Yeah. Yeah. So that same okay, thing goes sense. on and then and people don't realize because 
they don't realize that the money behind all this stuff is investment bankers and things like that. It has nothing to do with creative people. Mm -hmm. Creative input is irrelevant now because the bean counters control everything. So mm -hmm. when you get, it's very rare nowadays that you see a company go, hey, wait a minute, this guy knows his shit. We want him on our team. No, we don't want anybody. We'll tell you how it goes. Mm -hmm. We don't want you telling us the best way to do it. Mm -hmm. You could tell us, but we're not going to do it. Okay. So right. all the people that I even know that worked at Roland and stuff yeah. going, you're, you're stuck in this bureaucracy. Yeah. So it's like going, if you want to keep your job, you've got to play those corporate rules there. It's not a matter of going, hey, we want to make the best shit. It's like going, well, what do the bean counters say at the end of the thing? Well, we need that, you know, we think we should spend an extra 25 cents on that part. And they're like, no, well, we could get it for three cents over here, but it breaks. Oh, yeah, but we want the three cent part. We don't want the 25 cent part. That's going to go add this. And they're the one who makes the call. So you're saying that, that to me, that sounds like the thing that's going to be missing from that recipe is a vision. And that's always what's missing. Innovation, because if you have people that don't really, they're not creators, they didn't, they're not visionaries running it. They just, well, money, in a money sense, they're visionaries, but not. Yeah. That's exactly what it is because they don't want, you know, they, they just want to go and breed sheep. Just do what we want you to do. We don't, uh, shut your mouth. We don't want you to talk. Mm -hmm. You know, and it used to be back in the day, you know, that there was usually a, a head of a company yeah. who was the vision of that organization yes. and where they went and what they did. But now, you see very little of that because the competition you have is, is got so much money that you're up against. It doesn't matter how good you are or what you have, you are fighting a business model that's almost impossible to play the game. Because these big guys, you know, they could do anything and just kick you right out of the game. Right. So it's like you can't, you can't even get in the game with them. So these people, I get people all the time, oh, I got this great idea. Yeah. And they'll, they'll oh, this is my idea. And I go, okay, here's my advice. That's a pretty good idea, but I'd forget about it. You're going to go and drive yourself fucking nuts and you're never going to get in that market. You're never going to have the money to be able to follow through to even get to this level. How much money are you willing to throw in right at the go just to play the game? Because you got to ante up. And if you don't ante up, you have no chance. I don't care if you got the next thing since sliced bread. Yeah. It don't make a difference. Right. You can't even go and get to a point where people know about you. So it doesn't matter how good the thing is. Nope. It really doesn't. It, it depends on how well they could sell it. And it, it's very apparent because there's plenty of like little guys who make some really great stuff yeah. that's super. But you, you hardly... Only, a little niche and like I find it like in my business it's just the oddest thing that I look and I go how come I'm selling to only the biggest name drummers only the guys who are going on only tour, guys who are actually playing who actually are working and doing this right. and then the majority of the customers of all the other stuff are the guys in their basement or weekend yeah. well, work for this the and that. they work for the water company and they have an electronic drum set because it doesn't bother the family and and, and then and you look, afford it. And then you go, okay, now you would think in just even the business model of from beginning of that week, I remember of going, hey, these endorsers that are using these products and stuff, they're, you know, there's my testimonial for this. And you go, well, how come when I see the, this stuff going on, I, I get these big artists like who will use my product, but it's almost like, let's just push them in the back. 
Right. You know what? We, you know, we want to say the big name company guys because they're giving us money and doing this and doing that. Right. So we're going to go and put them out to everybody else. Mm -hmm. And even though that I'm using your product because it's the best and I like it, but I can't really put it out there at really? this level. Really? So then the, 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 like the, the lesser guys, they don't even know. They don't even know that this product exists most of the time. Right. So they only know what they see in their local store. Sure. Or what their friend has in his basement right. or something. Or the big ad that Roland has in the magazine right. and stuff. And I always just find it very odd because when I have an interest in something, yeah. I research it. Yes. Most I, people do, don't they? Or no? You would think yeah. that. Yeah. But I don't understand how it's like going, if somebody was like going, hey, I wanted to go and get some pads. Yeah. Oh, well, what their research is going in the guitar center and going, oh, I get that Alesis one or this roller one. <laughs> That's the research. One. That's it. I right. go with, and it's like, instead of going, looking into it and going, well, what, what is available? You know, what? it's not that it takes forever no. to look something up no. and go and look up a few things. You know, that's something you need to do. It's a prerequisite in society now to do a, an internet search and be able to go and find People answers. People do that. Yeah. Well, they do it all the time. Yeah. But they still just scratch the surface. Oh, I've seen enough here. I did it for three minutes. Okay, da, da 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 Okay, what do they have at Sweetwater? What do they have over here? So basically, First page of Google. You're, taking, yeah. you're taking the corporate entity's word for everything of what they're willing to sell. Right, and Here's the corporate entity we, uses uh, testimonial yeah. to, gu to sort of guide you on, because now you think you're getting it from a normal guy. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. what I don't understand is going, well, I would kind of want what was better. I would rather have a, a relationship with a company yep. than be a nobody yep. who is just getting really a, a less superior product. Yes. That's interesting. So, so do you think that, that endorsements work as well as they did, say, 20 years ago? I, you know what? I don't know. To be honest, it's, I'm not the guy that would know because I never had the money to play that game. I mean it on the level, like my daughter's very young and if she buys a thing, you know, she doesn't necessarily believe in a company to tell her that. She'll look at like something she follows on YouTube or she'll go straight to reviews. Yeah, well that makes sense. And she won't really go to like some, I guess some celebrities do have some level of I think it depends on, it depends on, like I never bought stuff because a celebrity used anything. I, I think it's a bunch of bullshit, to be honest. It's mm -hmm. like, that's great that you use it, and it might give me a reason to look at it okay. and research it to okay. see if that's something that I want to use because I didn't know it existed until I saw okay. you have it. But then I'm going to say, what are the needs that I have out of this product? And right. does that fit the bill for me? Because I really don't give a shit if this big person uses it because I, here's what I want to do with it. Does it do those things that I want it to right. do? Right. It's like, I don't, I don't, it's not going to be like, hey, I got this. You know, so-and-so has this. Mm -hmm. But I think you're more uncommon though. I think most people, are like, oh, this guy uses it, so I'm going to use it too. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. that's where I think that people don't know how to think for themselves. Oh, I know. They want to be like, hey, everyone likes him. That's what he thinks. That's what I'm going to think. Right. I know that. That's for sure. That's and for it's sure. just like, really? Right. It's like, <laughs> uh, you know, you got a long life to live. Yes. It's like, why don't you learn who you are?
That's a huge part. And yeah. be who you are instead of trying to be something you're not and trying to please people that you're never going to please. Right. You know, when, you know, so many people have this issue that they go, they want to be a people pleaser. They want to please everybody around mm -hmm. them. And you know what? You can't make anybody else happy unless you can make yourself happy. And, and more, you know, what's also interesting is that the, um, again, Michael Weber, if you should get a chance, listen to Michael Weber's podcast. I think it's the most amazing. He's a very smart man like yourself. And, um, but what he said, a great thing, he said a great thing about the imitative aspect of magicians and that many magicians will just basically imitate mm -hmm. a certain person. And so we started talking about the connectivity of the internet and how we, we now have access to everything and everybody. And uh, it turns out that maybe the only thing that's going to make you any money or make you stand out is your individuality. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. And yet everybody's trying to be the Kardashians or they're trying to be the whatevers. I'm going to be a little bit of this and a little bit of this yeah. and a little bit of that. Instead going, of just yourself. But it's just, it's not real. So no matter how hard you try to be a piece of this, and a piece, you're not no. that. And it doesn't and feel you never will natural. Be. It doesn't feel natural. To, and then you've got to live to up imitative. to an expectation that's yeah. just ridiculous. And maybe, your, and maybe your greatest asset is your individuality. That is something that everybody has, but I think that there's a fear because everybody wants to be liked. And if you're, you know, you're insecure and you have this fear, you're afraid to be alone, you want to be part of it. Like when, when my kids were born, I remember one of the things that I just was like, oh, Jesus, please don't give me followers. Mm. You know, it's like I want kids who will at least think for themselves. Yep. And so, you know, you, when you go and there's your kid and they're in school and now all of a sudden they're running with some crowd because it's like going, you know, they're kind of by themselves. I'm going to, I would rather to go and see them going, it's okay to be by yourself. There'll yes. be plenty of times to be by yourself. Yes. You know what? You're in an awkward stage in your life now. You don't know who you are. Yeah. These people that you're dealing with in school, they're going to be out of your life in no time. It is the truth. It's like people you work with. Exactly. You yeah. go, this is a very limited time going, yeah. you know what? Learn to be comfortable with yourself. Know the things that you have that are positive as a negative mm -hmm. and try and just be That's more aware. Most parents would want their kids to be running with their crew and, oh, G Billy's got a bunch of friends and Jeannie's got a ton of friends, but, you're, but you actually preferred that they be individualists. Oh, yeah, because it's like I remember... Critical thinkers. Well, it's just thinking for themselves. I mean, my daughter is an amazing artist. I mean, it's like, I started drawing with her when she was two. Mm -hmm. So she's always had it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, gotta, gotta, I have to show you. It's like, I, I'm going to be the proud dad for a minute. You were always the proud dad. I remember talking to you on the phone, and you'd be, you'd have those, you'd be cooking dinner, and like you said, <laughs> Mr. Mom. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you never, I've never heard you say a negative thing about your children. <clears throat> some of my daughter's art and she it's like going in very much a, a individual thinker thinks for herself mm. you know and then I've got another one who's a, she's an actress and teaches acting and does stage management oh okay I think you were saying something about that before what medium is this do you know is most it? of it's colored pencil okay Wow, it's amazing. I, as a photographer, you know, I just I just push the button. I have no. <laughs> <laughs> so of course I admire anything, uh, but it's beautiful. I mean, her, and it's like, and I always just wow. I always encourage her. It's like you know what you do, what you feel, and it's like, and mm. she it was like, 
create your own thing. Do you. Stunning. Stunning. And it's like, when, and when I see it, it's like, and then sometimes like people see what she does and it's like, sometimes it's kind of like, it's kind of shocking. So I look and be like, because oh, it's a little bit on the dark side-ish. Art can do that, right? Art can exactly. explore those places. And that's, and that's what she does. And she's, she's so, you would never guess, you know, she's not like a goth chick, you okay, know, like yeah. wearing this, like, but we all have some dark lady. part in our head. And, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, and that's how she gets it out. You know, but I think the, the thing of going, you know what, you can express yourself and be you. And by the time you start to get into your 20s more and you start to be more comfortable with yourself, going the more that you didn't run with the group, the better off. Because then that's the less likely you're going to be led astray. You know, it's just yeah. when you run with the group, it's usually... You get a little lazy minded, you kind of just do what they do. And yeah, it's like, oh, make your yeah, own decisions. It's the group and that's how we do it. It's like, hey, well, now the game is just you. It's about what you do, which is what ultimately what it's going to be. In what it's going to be at the end of the, in the end of the day, anyway. Right. right. That's a good point. The sooner that they get on the program, the better. But just giving it's them, true. you know, it's just true. a sense of self of going. It's okay to be you. It's all right if people don't like it. Who cares? Take that as a sign. That's a good sign to know you don't deal with those people. You right. know who you don't waste your time with. Right. Take it as a good sign. I like that. It's interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's you use it for some your kids advantage. might try to train, change themselves into the thing that they think they should be to be with the the others, as Frank Zappa would say. Yeah, well, Frank Zappa was just what an amazing human being of just his view of the world and everything, and going, you know, and for people to go and look at how outrageous and stuff of like what he'd sing about and what he's doing was like. The messaging that that man had that he was giving to everybody and he was doing it how many freaking years ago was he, you know, stating all this stuff about the world we live in and the government and all this kind of shit of going, this is the reality of stuff. It's like, it's like you hear a lot of this now going, you know, which pill do you want? The red one or the blue one? <laughs> yeah. And lots of people are taking that blue pill. Sure. And it's just like you're delusional. <coughs> you're living right. in a delusional world that it's like, oh, everything's all rosy over here. Yes. It's like, bullshit. That's only because you took the blue pill, you idiot. That's not what's going on at all. You're clouded. <laughs> Yeah, it's like there's shock value. You take the red pill and you're like going, wow, things are really fucked up. Look at how deep this rabbit hole goes. Yeah. But there is a security and a sense of going, wait a minute. Now I get more of these pictures. I didn't get these little pictures yeah. before, but now these little pictures make sense when you see the overall big picture. Because you're not just scraping the surface. Oh, here's the thing that anybody could see. No, you got to dig a little bit yes. deeper to realize that there's a lot of dirt and evil and mean, nasty things that are all there. Mm -hmm. But at least if you know it, yeah. you're not naive to it. And you can navigate through it as opposed to navigating what you think is a fairyland when it's really... Yeah, and then they want to go and throw it that it's like everybody <clears throat> else is a you know, conspiracy theorist or this and that because they've coined these phrases so you look like you're crazy if you don't buy the narrative that they're trying to sell you. Yeah. Which is the dumbest thing. It's like sometimes I'll talk to people and going, you don't know about this? And they're like, oh, oh, are you one of those conspiracy theorists? Right. It's like, well, what is that term? That's right. like going, are you, a, are you a foil hat wearing guy? Right. <laughs> right. You, yeah, let me get my foil hat right on now. <laughs> I'll put it on now because I need it talking to you.
but that's what proof how deep people are sort of duped I think so. I think people, everybody, you know, most people, they want to just look at stuff and, you know what, this is what I want to see. I just want to see the things mm -hmm. I want to see. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see any of the stuff that's going on around me that I don't like. Yep. It's like, well... It's easier to have the smaller perspective of things as opposed to the actual perspective of things. Exactly, but it's like once you get a bigger perspective of stuff and you realize there are some really core issues of what's going on is good against evil that's in the world it's just it it becomes very clear and we're all a mixture and you know we choose what you know which side of the line we want to ride on mm. you know there's certain you know like traits and feelings when you think about jealousy and anger and fear and all these emotions and all they really do is go and they put you in a negative state, any okay. of them. A negative so, state. So it's like you go and if you're living in these emotions <laughs> where you're a jealous person okay. or a fearful person and stuff going, you are choosing to let these things come in and rule you. You know what? What good do they do for you? Does your fear ever help you? Well, some people would say that... Uh, like what you're saying about you know, removing the veil, that, that the fear actually could help you in the sense that, I mean, I, we don't want to try to say this, some people feel that fear is a motivator. And they'll even try to bring it into a situation to, like teachers, mm -hmm. and you're in high school, junior high, whatever, and they try to scare the shit out of you to, you better get your shit together because life is a bitch and you better, it ain't gonna be like this forever. And they try to like give you some simulated, mm -hmm. even parents, some simulated fear. Yeah, of course. But you choose how that affects you. Right. It's because you could totally be driven by these emotions which are very clouding of what reality is. If you live in how you feel about things, that's not how they actually are. That's your perception yes, of Yes, because you're living in the fear. You're living, you're living in, in the, the fear feeling, perspective. In the, in the feeling, yeah, in that perspective. And I remember being a little kid and having all kinds of weird feelings coming over me because I, I, I'm, I'm an empath, so I could feel other people. Mm. So when you feel other people, you're going, especially being a kid, going, why am I, why would I just start crying? You know, why would, I don't know why I'm, I'm feeling all fucked mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. but it, I don't have anything going on that should be making me feel like this. Okay. And then I, I came to this conclusion, I was like, oh my God, I'm feeling other people. Does that suck? Oh, it was really, really weird. Right. It really sucked. And what... Especially at the time when you didn't know it. When you're a kid. <laughs> and I remember praying. And I, <laughs> right. I was praying to not have it. Absolutely. And because it scared me so much. And I went through, you know, probably about 20 years of my life. So by the time I was in my 30s, it all started to come back again. Like it was hitting me on the head. Okay. Like, like a big pan, like it became frying more, pan. You became more... Because I didn't deal with it when I was a kid. Remember, we do that, yeah. It kind of came back around yeah. of going, you know what, if you would have dealt with it back then instead of <laughs> so running now it's even stinkier it. and stronger. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, now it is. And then it's like trying to get a grip of that, that it's like, you know what, you are in tune to energies that are around you. And you know what, there's a lot of unknown things. Yes. If you're just at least aware that there's lots of stuff that's going around and that energy is filtering into you. Yeah. And so, and if you're affected to that, some people, they're, they're not affected yes, by it absolutely. at all. They don't know that it exists. And so when you, you know, like I'll, I could be around somebody and I'll, be, I'll go, what's wrong? Why are you asking me that? 
Maybe they don't even know yet. They don't even know. Yeah. And I, I'm going, you know, because it's like going, you are, your energy is just coming off. It's like it's just bashing me in my face. Oh. I feel it so much. Right. And then I'll usually get a giggle, like, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's like, really, you can sense that? You can tell? Because that must it, be it, alarming to somebody you're talking to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. There, it's almost like, how do you know? Right. No, it it's like, dude, I had my poker face on. Do you, like, on. walk around pantsing people? Yeah. <laughs> I know what you got under those right? pants, and you don't want anyone to see. No, but it, it, it is, it's very interesting to go and actually, you know, when you get in tune to other things that are going on right. around besides just the physical things. Everyone could see this, but there's these things that people don't <coughs> see. Yes. And going, there's an elephant in the room here and nobody even knows it. Right. And it's so obvious there's an elephant in the room. Right. To you. Yeah, to me. It's right. just like clear as day. But everyone, what? You saw what? Or this? I didn't see anything. I didn't know that went on. It was like... When you came to grips with that and were less afraid of it or whatever, embraced or accepted it, embraced it, did it become something that was useful, not useful? Or Yeah, it's very useful because it's an intuitiveness. It's being in tune to your surroundings. And it's Previously, like, you would question that intuitiveness? Well, it's not or diminish that I, it's, it somehow? I, it's not that I questioned it, I was afraid of it. Why? What, what, what gave you the fear of it? Well, because it's like your emotions, people's emotions are a really powerful thing. Think about times that you've been broken and, you know, you've been fearful or sad. And they, so if you are able to, someone else is able to go Pick feel that out. way and now you feel that, mm -hmm. that's really fucked up. Right. Especially if you if you haven't concluded that it's someone else's feelings not that it's own. not yours. Because there must be a, a energy drain on you. Oh, huge. Huge. I mean, I, I remember days when being a kid of going, I'd be crying all day. And I had no idea why. That sucks. That's brutal. You know, but then it's like to go and have an awareness, you know, later. And it's like, and, and my daughter is very intuitive, too. Okay. Probably more than me. The kids got some of that stuff. Oh yeah, and it's like, <coughs> but it's like I feel that because I've kind of gone through it. It's like I know about this stuff because it's like going, hey, wait, you're not nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what's going on. Yeah, sure. You've got to ride out the storm. There's lots of energies over there. Be careful uh -huh. of the ones that you invite in. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of crazy things and it's very easy to invite negativity into your world and yes. not even know that you did. Yes, right. You know, you're, you're looking at this part of the puzzle and this <clears throat> part of it is fucking getting ready to fucking knock you out. Right. Because you're not even seeing it coming because you're looking at another portion of the picture. So you're distracted. Oh yeah, that's always the way that it works. So trying to go and have a clear perspective of what the physical things are, what you see, and then what you feel, and being in tune to that in yourself, and having faith in, you know, like I know enough of going, if I feel a certain way, my body doesn't tell me this for no, for reason. no reason. Yeah, It's like, it's something that you hone over time sure. too. And that's why sometimes like you could meet somebody and go, wow, I feel like I've known you forever. Hmm. That it's just, a and it's strange because I'll meet you were one of those people. You just mm -hmm. connected. Yeah. Immediately. Right. There was no like even well, no warm-up. There is no warm-up. <laughs> Game on. You know, Game right on, from yeah. the go. Sure. And and then and what what's always interesting too, you you're able to 
the relationship moves at an escalated pace because it was supposed to happen. Those connections were supposed to be that okay. way. Okay. And so when that kind of happens, it's a very natural element. Yeah. And then the times that it doesn't, and it's like going, or you're trying to afford, that just shows that it's like going, you don't have that connection isn't there with that person. Okay. You know, oh, so. Oh, oh, right, right. So there's right. certain people be like going, oh my God, you're you're my brother right. for you know 25 years. Right. It's like I've known you a really long time. Yeah. I'm going, you know what? I could not see you for 20 years and be like, oh, and we'll pick up right where we that's left what, and off. And which is what we do, yeah. And and that's just what it is because we connected in that way. Yeah. And there is a certain mutual respect in yeah. going. You know what? I want to know you. It's like, well, I want to know you too. Mm -hmm. Right. I, well, yeah. this is cool. Right. It's like, oh, and this is something that we both can go and gain from knowing each I've other. I've always felt that. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, you know, I value that stuff so much. Yes. It really. Per, it, I do too. Because as you get older too, mm -hmm. it's like, I I look at them going, you know, you go, oh, I did these things in my life. I made this, or I did that, or I was here and I was there, and and I think I go. I would look back at making the drums and going, sometimes I'd be making no money. I'd be having a really hard time. Sure. And I'd go, why am I doing this? Why am I continuing to beat my head against the wall? And I realized the personal relationships that I made by doing this, mm -hmm. the doors that I had opened to me, that people welcomed me in like I was a celebrity or something. <laughs> and it was like going, oh my God, they're treating me so nicely because yeah. I make this something that they appreciate. Yeah. And I'm going, that has given me an opportunity to meet people I would have never got to meet. Right. And, and, I, and I, I look at, as I get older, I go, oh, you know, I don't have a lot of money. It's like, I don't got a big house or uh -huh. anything like that, uh -huh. but no one could take away from me what I have. No, no. It's like, this is just in me. So it's not a matter of going like, I've accumulated a bunch of these physical items. No, I've accumulated a shitload of experiences yeah. with real people. Yeah. And I think I've affected their lives and they've affected my yes, lives. That's true. And that's something that that's what life is about, yeah. those connections with others. Because when you have this certain thing, you're going, wait, what is my mission? To share this with other people. Yeah. Because there's something that I could say some stupid line that I'm not even thinking is anything and it could go and clue someone else into something to going, oh my God, you know what? I never thought about that that way. Now I get it. It was like a puzzle piece, a piece. that was missing. Yeah, a little piece. And going, and yeah. that's it. It's not like, oh, I'm some huge effect on your life, but you never know when that person comes in and they'll go, I was at this, <laughs> let me go up the track a second for yeah. a story like this. I was at a, I was at a club. <laughs> 